What's up, guys? Welcome to Quick MMA. So, big news this week. Big, big, big news this week. And warning, uh, you may want to adjust the volume. Uh, I do have a tendency to yell and speak pretty loudly. Um, I'm recording this driving right now in my work truck back to my shop in which I work out of. So, yeah. I'm kind of trying this little trial and error run. And hopefully, there's at least three of you that tune in to listen. Even with three, I'd be happy. That's more than none. So here we go. Big, big, big news in MMA this week. And I'm sure you, a lot of you guys have already heard this, but I kind of just want to recap the news for a week, give my thoughts, and share my hype. So first, first, Conor McGregor returns to the Octagon on April 18th against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Budweiser, Budweiser versus McGregor, America versus Ireland. This is everything I want in a news headline. Conor McGregor chose wisely in his opponent in Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Why? Why? Why, Mason? Why do you say he chose wisely? Listen, listen. Tony and Khabib are tied up. Justin Gaethje will only fight at 155 and will give Conor everything that he could handle. It's a horrible matchup for him stylistically. Granted, maybe he can keep on the outside, maintain that range. Maybe he's able to make it work. But Donald Cerrone has a history at 170 pounds. Jorge Masvidal just talked hella shit, spit the worst promo about Conor McGregor being too small. You're a shrimp, this and that. I don't want to fight you, small fry. I'd kill this man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, here's what you did. You opened you opened up a door that you can't close now. Conor McGregor at 170 pounds. I'd imagine after this two-year layoff, he's really put on some bulk. Conor McGregor's not the type to just kick, kick his feet up and sit back and not train, right? I imagine this man has been steadily working out, staying in shape, staying fit, and really showing his passion for the game. Now, he's only been in the gym over at uh, SPG, uh, you know, recently, but, 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 he's a fighter at heart. I think he retains his shape. I think he's put on a little bit of size and I like this fight at 170 pounds. Now, Cowboy Cerrone, 170 pounds, a little bit of a sketchy background, kind of hit or miss, you know, anybody sub, sub top five, Cowboy Cerrone would give them all they could handle. Now, anybody in the top five, when you hit the upper echelon of guys, the real, the real one-two hitters, the real motherfuckers of the 170-pound division, Donald Cerrone's not hanging. Everybody kind of gets all surprised. Well, well, no, he beat Mike Perry. Mike Perry was barely a top 15 guy. He should win that fight. He should win that fight. Really excited for this fight. Can't come soon enough. Be a great way to kick the year off with a, a banger, banger of UFC. Now, there's been a little talk, a little, a couple little rumblings I've heard from a couple little outlets that they're targeting Jorge Masvidal and Nick fucking Diaz for the for the co-main event on that card. Imagine, imagine Jorge comes back. Beats up Nick's older brother and says, look, look, motherfucker, I marked both the Diaz's. I want you next. Connor comes out. Boom. One of those fucking 
Irish left hands from hell. That Irish left hand from the moon. That Irish left hand all the way from across the pond. Knocks out Cowboy Cerrone. I think, and you know, a little side note here. I think if Conor McGregor is to retain his star, he has to beat Cerrone in a concise fashion. I don't think he comes in here, dogs out five rounds, and barely edges Cowboy Cerrone. We all, we all know Cowboy Cerrone is a very game opponent. About as game as they come. But what's interesting is, watching him fight Tony Ferguson, you realize that once, once in the upper echelon of contenders, he really has his hands full. He really does. So I wouldn't put McGregor at the t tippy top, like, you know, Khabib, Tony. But I would say that he is fully capable of executing at the highest level and really coming out to retain his starlet. So I'm anxious to see it. I know everybody's anxious to see it. It's going to be a great way to kick off the year, like I said. April 18th, tune in. Purchase the pay-per-view, I know I will. And by purchase the pay-per-view, I mean I will probably get a, str a stream or a link from one of my friends. That's typically how it happens. I'm too big of a fan to pay for all these damn UFCs. I'm just being honest. I hope the government doesn't check my IP and find me and come and arrest me because I watch stuff that I didn't pay for. We'll find out. If anybody hears traffic in the background, once again, I'm driving to my shop, okay? Second headline, and I would almost argue is equally as big, if not bigger, than the Conor Cerrone headline. Khabib versus Tony Ferguson for the fifth time. Fifth time's a charm. I'm looking forward to it. Now, a little bit of a breakdown of Khabib versus Tony. Khabib has a phenomenal resume. Both 12 and 0 in their last 12 fights. Khabib with the big zero in the lost column. He's a motherfucker. He's a motherfucker of motherfuckers. He is, and it's not, you know, and it, what Khabib's doing doesn't look that impressive to the, you know, to the casual sitting on the bench. It doesn't look that good. They're like, well, what does this guy do? He just, he just lays on him and fucking ground and pounds. What, how is he so, well, just get up. I imagine a casual sitting there and just being like, come on, dude, just get up. <laughs> imagine. Oh, gosh. So, Khabib. Khabib, as far as, far as fighters go and even, even the greats, I think it's between him and GSP as far as executing a game plan. Now, GSP, I think, is a different realm. I still would consider GSP the greatest fighter to ever live. He's number one in my all-time pound-for-pound. GSP is phenomenal. What's even more phenomenal is how he comes back to 185 after how many years off and beats Michael Bisping the way that he does. And we're not talking Michael Bisping who just got knocked out. We're talking game, champ, shit, champ, Michael Bisping. Really impressive. But that's, that's neither here nor there. It's a story for another day. Khabib and GSP execute the best game plans. I like to think GSP and Faraz Sahabi are literally two little masterminds just playing puppeteers in the background of, you know, 
this is how we're gonna fight, this is how it's gonna happen. Faraz is a genius, GSP is discipline, and has a super high fight IQ, and it shows. Khabib, on the other hand, it doesn't really have a game plan. I mean, just listen, listen. He has a game plan. But it's never surprising as to what his game plan is. Nobody walks in that octagon thinking, man, I wonder if Khabib's been working on his kickboxing. You know he has it. He's got that tight left, right, right comes in short. Oh, sorry, right comes in short. I almost lost my voice there. That tight left, right comes in short, and Khabib executes. You know he's gonna take you down. You know he's gonna get a two-on-one, you know, one-on-one, and he's really going to execute. He's just going to take you down, dominate you in every facet, and he's never going to let you breathe. He's never going to let you get up. Yeah, but every round starts on the feet. Doesn't matter. He's also one of the best at getting you back to the mat and putting you in the position that he wants you to be in. Just a fact. It's statistically, it's a fact. We all know it. If you're listening to this and you're, you're a good, you know, you're a hardcore fan, you know it. It's no surprise. Now, Tony Ferguson. What kind of problems does Tony Ferguson pose to Khabib Nurmagomedov? And I said that right, by the way. Brownie points for Mason. If y'all keep a score, boom, one for me. What kind of problems does Tony Ferguson pose for Conor, I mean, I'm sorry, for uh, Khabib? It's a good question. Tony Ferguson is a decorated wrestler phenomenal striker and we're talking we're talking elbows from the next dimension everybody's seen the meme where tony ferguson after his, his outwardly opponents they're all cut to shit i mean this motherfucker practices win chung chung wing chung i don't know what it's called wing chun chung whatever you know what i'm talking about the fucking the wooden dubby that you it hurts it's gotta hurt like a motherfucker when you hit it he's like you know what <laughs> If I can crack this piece of wood with my elbow, then a human's face can't hurt as much. <laughs> he's, he's a psychopath. And you know, and what I like about Tony is he's so abnormal in the way that he trains, but it works for him. Phenomenal cardio, a super high fight IQ, and he, execute, he executes the game plan just as well. Look at, his, look at his fight against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And the way that Tony pieced him up is the only reason I give the edge to Conor McGregor in that fight. So I don't know. Tony fights off his back. We're talking Dar City. Um, he can scramble. He's a, uh, you know, he's a motherfucker. And that cardio, man, he doesn't get tired. But that's not as big of a concern for me against Khabib because Khabib, also doesn't get tired. So, it's a perfect matchup. If you had them both on the board trying to make odds, I, you can't. You can't. It's dead even. It's dead even. You're gonna you make zero money betting on this fight because they're both literally. Maybe you get the edge to Khabib by a hair, by a fucking nut hair, because he's got the undefeated record. But man. Past 12 fights, Tony Ferguson has come out and looked unstoppable. Look at what he did to Anthony Pettis. Look at what he did to Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I mean, it's hard to argue this man not, not only won, 
deserves the title shot. Far beyond deserves the title shot. He's been owed the title shot for however long. Ridiculous. But two, Tony's got a cohesive style that poses some real threats to Khabib. So we'll see. I know, but, but and you know, uh, once again, other news outlets have covered this in, in agnosium. So forgive me for kind of repeating some of the same information. I'm just trying to give you some of my insight. I'm a fan like you guys at heart. Um, and just consider, just consider this podcast as like us sitting across the table from each other, bullshitting, drinking a beer. I'm one of your buddies who's an MMA fan, and I'm just hanging out with you guys. So, and once again, thank you for listening. And I really appreciate you guys. Hopefully somebody's listening. Because I'm just like you guys. I want to do something that I love and that I'm passionate about. And I, I encourage any of you to do the same thing. If you have the gift of gab, if, if you can talk and you're, you're a real fan of the sport, pick, you know, pick your phone up and do this. Pick your phone up and do this. It's easy. I downloaded an app in 5-10 minutes. I got it all set up. And here I am with Quick MMA. My name's Mason Moore, and I'm here to make a living. So share this with your friends, support the podcast, and help me make a career out of something that I love. So if I get any feedback from this, we'll consider doing another one. I'll try to upload this once a week to, you know, every two weeks, and we'll see how it goes. So quick recap, you got Connor, Cowboy, Khabib, Tony. Now, another big deal this week is Anthony Joshua facing Ruiz for the rematch. Now, I'm no boxing expert, but the way that Anthony Joshua looked last time, he looked flustered, he was, he was out of character, um, you know, and rumor was he got knocked out in training, which can mess with your head, and he didn't have nearly enough time. A couple weeks is not nearly enough time to recover from a bad knockout. So, I know, I don't, you know, we don't like to make excuses for Joshua. Well, he lost. He lost fair and square. I, I give you that. He did. But if that's Anthony Joshua in there with confidence, I think Joshua gets it done. I think he got it. He would have gotten it done in the fifth or sixth round. But Ruiz recovered, and he was able to put it together better than Joshua was. He was in a better headspace, and I think that's what happened. But... Joshua's coming in a little lighter, a little more determined, and, he, and, and so, something I saw in the face-off in a, a couple of the interviews, he said, I went back to basics, which means he's hungry, which means he's disciplined, and he is going in there to get it done this time. And, but I imagine Ruiz, I don't know, he's been, let, you know, he's been living on those, in that lavish lifestyle. They say it's hard to get up out of silk sheets you know, to get motivated. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll be tuning in. I believe Joshua's uh, just, uh, well, I think he's a considerable favorite. So we'll see how it pans out. I know I'll be watching this week. So I don't know. By the time you people hear this, Joshua would have <laughs> Joshua would have already fought. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Thank you guys for listening again. This has been Quick MMA. Mason out.